0: Hello and welcome to the Oddschecker Checker Betting Show, I'm your host George Ellick and I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Holding as we look ahead to the racing at Sandown on Saturday. Normally it would be a Tingle Creek preview but this time around because we are lucky enough to also have the Fighting Fifth after Newcastle was called off last weekend and we'll also cast a glance at some of the racing at Aintree as well. Um, Andy firstly, how are you as ever? Yeah, um,
1: just talking off air, the last two horses i will put up have both on lame so... Uh, my um health and temper is a little bit on the wane but anyway that that's the way it goes sometimes you just have to take the rough of the smooth reasonable weekend so not all doom and gloom but yeah it's, it's just annoying particularly when you get one going lame on the flat i mean that's just um, uh, uh, unforeseen isn't it
0: yeah absolutely well every horse i back finishes second or third so um yes An was finishing yeah that's true but yeah losing money when you're um all the horses you're backing are running well is frustrating. Mm. Anyway, let's we could sit here all day, Andy, and moan and groan, but let's look ahead and try and make things better. um Firstly, let's talk about the weather because obviously the rain at the moment around the country is causing havoc with jumps racing. um I am playing golf tomorrow, not far from Sandown, and no, the weather forecast is looking good, so okay. I am more positive for Saturday at Sandown. Uh, How is it looking from the, the, your face? scares yeah. me There, i was planning on going yeah, out wearing uh, a
1: t-shirt uh, yeah I, i've just gone and walked the dog um and yeah if i'd have known how bad it was i would have called it off <laughs> I, I, I would have definitely been um, yeah it wouldn't have needed a precaution inspection it would have just been straight off straight um off. Okay. The, the, the worst i've ever known it ran by us i mean that the fields are absolutely like legs so uh, we, we've had plenty of it um but yeah, there are certain parts of the country that are not going to get it worse than others. I mean, Haydock just up the road for me about an hour, that's gone. Can't see yeah. whether we go it. Can't see whether be lasting. So if we do get Sandown and Aintree on, yes, it will be um, a pleasant surprise uh, and, and good for racing that we've got something. But I think it's going to be fairly unpleasant viewing watching horses slog through the mud because I, I can't see it being anything other than heavy at both tracks.
0: Yeah, well. Well, it's, fingers crossed that things go ahead as planned on Saturday. As I said, the, the weather down here, down south where I am, I'm in London, um, but looking around here, it looks dry um, on Friday, but overnight, Friday night, and then Saturday morning, looks pretty horrific. Um, so I think it's going to be a case of, of seeing how we go come, come Saturday and probably accepting that around the country weather is racing, um, it would probably be fairly soft ground. Um, if we do get it at all, um, but we'll go through the card on Saturday where we've got prices. Um, we have got prices in the, in the opener, Andy. A couple of firms are out, but it's a, a pretty choppy affair. It doesn't look great for, for for betting purposes. But we'll just quickly touch on these races as we go through. Uh, Will Mount yeah. is the one one to two favourite in the opener. Uh, Booster Bob three to one. um Helen Vine is seventeen to two, and Choose a uh, Copper is eleven to one. These were best prices on the Old Checker app, where you can get the best prices. Uh, and uh, Bookie offers free bets and the best tipsters in the game straight to the app every morning of racing uh, and also the place terms as well. You can check them on there. Um, Four run in this uh, novice hurdle listed race over two miles, Andy. Uh, anything stand out at these early prices?
1: I, I think by and large, uh, George, um, I think we'll get this in before we talk about the whole card in general. It, it, it suggests that it is very much one for the purists, this card. Mm. Uh, even myself who can come up with bets out of nowhere, are really struggling in some of the races. Um, I think actually Wilmont, with regards to two on-shot, he's fairly solid because he was very, very impressive on the eye um, and on the numbers when he won at at Newbury. and the form of his race has already worked out well. Um, I've just been sort of like monitoring how several have ran out of that Newbury race, which he won by 13 lengths. I did notice that the sixth, the horse called Celtic Ned, was second to Paradis the other day at uh, Lingfield. And I think that Paradis is a very smart recruit. And King William Rufus um, actually ties in with one of Nicky Hendersons, which leads me to believe that the betting is all wrong for the Supreme Novices, um, Mm. regards Wilmont and and Jericho de Reponay, who beat uh, King William Rufus by only three and a half lengths at the Berkshire track the other day, whereas... Uh, Wilmont beat him by 36 lengths, no less. So it was a little bit of a surprise to me to see a massive overreaction the other day to Jericho de Repenay's performance at Newbury when he, he you know, he won OK, but he, he certainly didn't create the impression that Wilmont did. And yet Wilmont's double the prize for the Supreme Novices at this very stage and he stable a Companion. I actually think Wilmont's the better horse of the two. I don't know what the the sort of vibes are in the yard or what Nico said to, um, to, to, to Nicky. Uh, but just visually and, and like I say collateral form and, and what they've done so far I think one man's a better horse than the other horse so hopefully that'll correct itself in the course of time and I think he'll win on Saturday and um, his odds are shorten as well so great
0: currently uh- uh, 8 to 1, was it? I just saw. No, 12 to 1, best price for the Supreme. Uh, that's a Bet365, William Hill, uh, 888 Sport, BetMGM, and a couple of other firms as well. Best price there for Wilmount. So that could be the way to play the opener if you want an interest. Bat Wilmount now and then hope for that, that price to tumble uh, for the Supreme. Uh, no prices in the 1205. On to the um, Pretence Handicap Hurdle, uh, where Chantry House is the 5 to 2 favourite ahead of Operation Manor at 3 to 1. Equinus five to one, uh, Hatiti eleven to two, Brinkley thirteen to two, Dolphin Square ten to one, uh, Sherlock Jack is twelve to one, and on the blind side we've got at sixteen to one. Andy, this is in the uh, twelve forty. Um, yeah, what, what do you make of of this uh, at this stage? Not often, I guess, that you get a um, you know a, a festival, a festival winner um, popping up in a in a in a race like this and in a handicap but at a five to two off a fairly lofty mark of 147 um, sure to be, to be popular with punters but do you think Chanchas House represents value at the price?
1: Yes and no I, I, th- I think he's run behind buddy once suggested that he still retains all of his ability you forget that he's only nine he seems to be around forever Yeah. Uh, you said that Cheltenham Festival win is, is a little while back now um, whether he's totally effective nowadays on genuine heavy ground because I think it will be heavy come Saturday he's open to question um, so at, just at the prices, I'd probably overlook him. I'd, I'd respect Operation Manor, because he has won over the track before, and he's the kind of like up, improving up young horse that uh, I don't think the handicap has necessarily caught up with just yet. I'd, I'd probably, if I was going to have a bet out of the two, I'd i I'd be backing him over Chantry House, but looking at the price in front of me now, and, and hopefully all all the eight runners go to post, I think Brinkley's a, a reasonable each way alternative to the front two in the market. He um, chased down the imposter the other day at Utoxida. Now, I don't know if you've been following the progress of the imposter, but he's won his last four races for um, uh, for Nigel Hawke, and he's a very, very tough so-and-so to get past. And I think Brinkley found that to his cost the other day. He came there looking as though he was going to beat um, the imposter. But once again, the imposter turned another rival away. So I certainly don't think there was any shame in getting beat by that strong stay at the trip. Uh, but Brinkley, that was a good run for his first run of the season. Sure to be stripping fitter 13 days after. The key to him is soft or heavy ground. He absolutely does soft ground. So he won't mind ploughing his way through what's likely to be a pretty uh, a pretty un, un, unsat- unsatisfactory surface. Uh, yeah, so he strikes me with the dead eight runners at this in time as being the uh, the H-way, the way play.
0: Brinkley 13 to 2, uh, only Hills and 888 out with prices as it stands at the moment. <clears throat> uh, get into the fighting fifth now, Andy and Constitution Hills return to the track. Uh, 2 to 9, Constitution Hill is, of course, now, as we know, staying over hurdles uh, for this campaign and maybe longer. Traded at 7 to 2 on the exchange uh, at one point yesterday, um, as rumours swirled that uh, he wouldn't be taking up this engagement. But... Um, at the moment, see, the plan seems to be for Constitution Hill to run, and there's two to nine to do so. And I love Envoy is uh, seven to one second favourite. You wear it well, fourteen to one. Shishkin, after of course refusing to run uh, the other week, sixteen to one. Goshen, forty to one, and not so sleepy, fifty to one. I mean, if if it is really testing ground, do you think Nicky will keep Constitution Hill in?
1: You just never know Nicky uh, what he's thinking. Um, he tends to sort. of wrap them in cotton wool a little bit. Uh, even a horse like this, you know, even though he's, he's staring down a barrel of a two to, five, two to nine shot, I don't think the market will have any influence on whether Nicky runs or not. Mm. He'll just want to do what's best by the horse, i.e. So run him on the best surface. It's not going to rip the guts out of him. Um, his alternative is a month away. Uh, and it's just all about the programme, isn't it, with Nicky? Nicky's very much a, a stickler for tradition and running him in, in the races at the right time of the year. You Know, like he's done with his previous, like going back to the good old days, the bygone era of see, the, see you then, when he used to either just give him one run or even no runs at all, mm. and just basically training for the festival because he knew he was a very fragile horse. Uh, and not not suggested constitutional is, but he'll only want to be giving him maybe one or two runs prior to the festival. Should he not go here, then I think the Christmas herd will be very much in his uh range. Um That would seem the more logical race of the two. Flat track, better ground, you know, similar stroke, weaker competition. You know, this race is now Newcastle's gone. He's very much an afterthought, isn't it? So he'll leave it until the last minute. I'd imagine he'll leave it until Saturday morning and then take a view. it would be great for racing if he ran. Lovely for Sandown to see him. Um but like I say, it's just not a betting race until you know what, what Constitution Hill's doing. If he doesn't run, then the whole race becomes a totally different entity. The way the race is run, the way that jockeys will approach this race, you know, that, they'll be looking at thinking, well, I'm I'm riding for a second or third place position. Whereas if Constitution Hill doesn't run, then you know they can they can go a little bit more gung-ho. So it's very difficult for me to make an assessment on, on a judgment call on this race now, not knowing what constitution hill's gonna do.
0: Yeah, impossible, as you say, um, without all the knowledge at hand to make a pick here. Um, but as it stands right now, Constitution Hill, unsurprisingly, um, the 2-9 to favourite. I'm sure this will change quickly as things if, go on. I mean, we've, if, he, if he
1: doesn't run, let's just play and say he doesn't run. I,
0: I, 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 should I take you through the without market as yeah, it is now? Yeah, let's do
1: that. So that will give us an idea of how they might bet without Constitution in the
0: race. So Love Envoy is 11-10 is, uh, to favourite. You wear it well and Shishkin both 7-2, not so sleepy 9-1 to one, and Goshen 9-1. to one.
1: Yeah, I mean of those prices that there, you've just said about. I think seven or two for you, where it wells, a, a perfectly viable op- option against the fav. You know, it, it, she's 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 a classy mare. I mean, she's you know won a Grade One. Let's not forget, also oh, a Grade Two. Big part at the festival, and it was a good mare's race last year. They had all the best mares there. They all lined up. Um, she was good enough to win over two miles first time. Beat Lucia, who ran really well in the. Uh, the uh, great Hurdle, didn't it? If, you, if, mm. you, if you recall at uh, Chaldon a couple of weeks ago but the form is pretty solid, it's proven that she can handle soft ground over two miles and more importantly she's won at the track when she won that grade two Novices' last season she was really good from the front um, and with the yard obviously firing on all cylinders as well, Jamie Snowden and Gavin Sheehan Boyd, from their victory in the uh, Ole Hennessy last week, uh, there's a lot to like about your Well's chances to perhaps finish second if the favourite doesn't turn up And if the favorite doesn't turn up, then um, you know she could be um, getting uh, Grade One status next to her name.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Well, let's see. Uh, But yeah, the the price is seven and two for you, where it well, Um, the one that Andy would 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 plump for at the current prices, and we'll have to see how it develops on Saturday. Uh, On to the uh, Henry VIII novice chase, um, and JPR one, a horse that you were very keen to. Get on side earlier in the campaign. Of course, unseated at the last when clear uh, last time out. Uh, currently 15 to 8 favourite for this one. Uh, Colonel Harry is 4 to 1 alongside ICO, also 14 to 1. Unexpected Party is 5 to 1. Uh, Petit Tonnerre is 12 to 1. And Le Patron is uh, 20 to 1. So six runners here. Um, should find out a fair bit about these, Andy, here. Um, but JPR1, presumably not, not much to put you off despite not getting around or not completing last time.
1: No, it was real sick now. I mean, I mean, you have to have a backside uh, or a skin <clears> like a rhino, <throat> don't you, in this game? Because mm. if, you, if you're not made of sort of stern stuff, it, it can drive you around the twist. Um, you know, JPR Bob was a horse I flagged up as a horse to follow. And then, you know, within a split second, me thinking, oh, uh, you know, I've, I've called him right when he was well clear at Cheltenham, going down to the last, within split second, it, 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 your hopes and dreams are dashed. Um, I don't think it was his fault either, it was just one of those kind of like over jump falls where the momentum got him on the floor and anything else, similar to Gallop and shot when he fell in the mm. turners uh, two years back. Um, but the, the big news headline out of that race was that JPR1 is as good as what that new NABB form suggested he would be. Uh, so there's a crumb of comfort in, in the fact that you were right, okay you didn't get the monetary return but your sort of views are backed up. I think he'll be easier again, there's no real reason why he wouldn't. Um, I think the main danger might stem from the top one, Colonel Harry, again, from another yard that, as I've reiterated in the previous race, are on fire at the moment. Uh, he's won at Sandown over hurdles, beat a good horse that day when he did win. And he was really good on his fencing debut the other day. Um, you know, he jumped, he travelled, um, he got the better of out the office, who's, who's not a back, no back number. And again, similar to um, the favourite, he can operate well over two miles on soft or heavy ground. So I think it's between those two, JPR one and Colonel Harry. A lot depends on which one gets in the better rhythm, which is, you know, the sixty-four thousand dollar question. any time will tell which how uh, that pans out. But you'd imagine that JPR one will be given a positive ride from the front. And Sandown does complement horses that jump well. Though those railway fences, the seven in the back, is tailor-made really for JPR one to take you, you lens out of his rivals. Um and if he gets to the pond fence three out, having not expended as much energy as the others over that line of fences down the back, then I'd, I'd imagine he might be good enough. Um, so let's hope he gets back on track. He deserves to be talked about as an Arkle contender uh, because of his jumping and, and the way he goes about his work. Um, so let, let's hope he, he does make amends because he certainly deserves to.
0: JPL won 15 to 8 with uh, Bet UK, Bet MGM, and 888 Sport uh, with Colonel Harry providing the stiffest competition. Andy thinks it's four to one. Um, the 2.25 now, um, the handicap hurdle over two miles, uh, and in post is the five to two favorite ahead of the Spirit Dan- Danu at seven to one. Punta del Est, uh, also seven to one. Buxy Despier is uh, 15 to two. Arcoub is eight to one. Uh, Gilla Joan is 12 to one, 16 to one, bar those. Andy, 12 runners here, so a bit more flesh on the bone. Skybet are going five places at stands. Um, I'm, I'm guessing this is one where you find it a bit easier to to get a selection.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think there's, there's there's several ways of looking at this race. Um, a lot will go down the route of just going with the flaming obvious, and that's Impartoir, who mm. was very impressive, wasn't it? Sandown. I, I, I must admit, it was a difficult one to assess going to sorry going into Cheltenham, and you come out of that thinking, yeah, he's very well handicapped. Uh, he's up to now one three one. The only reservation you'd have about him, again, we are sort of born your senses with the ground. He, he gets to run on anything worse than soft. And Sandown is a proper, like, specialist track where the sloggers tend to win rather than the sexy, smooth travellers. And he, he does look as though he's he falls into that category, doesn't he? The way he went through that that Cheltenham race. The form as it stands looks really good. The 10th horse of Sharkhands won this afternoon at uh, Clonmel, and he got beat, you know, 20-odd length. So... Uh, I think if this was on good, genuine good ground, let's say, or good to soft ground, he'd be a good solid 5-2 to two poke because I think he'd have the class and the and the, and the ability to win it. But it, it definitely brings other horses into the equation, such as Punta del Esté, who wants soft ground. The bottom one, uh, Perez Epérez mm. uh, from the French provinces. Arcoob, who's uh, proving himself at Sandown twice over. He won on soft to heavy ground the other day, and I'm not necessarily sure Connectors thought he'd handle it as well as he did, but he did. And and that's the second time he's run well at the Asia venue. But the one I'm going to fall down on the side of, and I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out with a big price one here, is is Red Rookie. Now, this fella's rather lost his way a little bit, George, in recent hmm. times, over fences. I just think he's become a little bit stale, um, jumping the larger obstacles. He hasn't been the horse that he was perhaps a year ago when he was talked, talked um in sort of like glowing terms, as perhaps being an Arkle horse uh, or even a Grand Annual horse, that that, that didn't really materialise. Um, but if you look at some of his hurdle form in in, in isolation, it, it reads quite well. And I went back and looked at a couple of his runs on soft to heavy ground, and he's got an amazing record when the ground's heavy. He won Exeter for the first time off the bat in, in, in a bumper. He then followed up under a penalty at, heavy, at Utoxida when it was heavy. He's, he's hurdling his second run over hurdles at Sandown when it was heavy, he bolted up. Um, and his last po- positive run, if you like, over fences was um, back in March uh, of this year at a game that was on heavy ground. So once he gets his conditions, red rookie, he, he's a fairly useful tool and he's dropped to a mark of 133. He goes back to Sandown where he's one for one at the track. And, and he's 16 to 1 with Coral and Stroke mm. Labrook. So I, I think they've dropped a clanger with that. I, th- I think he'd be a single figure price Saturday. So, Red Rookie is definitely a decent value in that 225.
0: Red Rookie 16 to 1, as you say, with Coral and Labrooks, 14 to 1 with Hills. All those four places, if you want the five places, you can go to Skybet and get 10 to 1. Um, so, double figure prices across the board now, but maybe not come Saturday afternoon um we now get to the main race on the card well i mean normally the main race on the card when it when it is the the only um you know when it doesn't have the, the fighting fit to contend with but still you know the, the major race on the day uh the tingle creek and john Bon is the three on favorite having demolished uh edward stone last time out back in november edward stone is six to one boot hill is 14 to one uh de is 16 to one and Nube negra 25 to one now you know, it's it's a sign of where John Bond is now, isn't it, Andy? When you look at it's it's a small field, but it's not a field short of quality whatsoever. Mm. Mm. Yet you're seeing, mm. I mean, there's two to nine out there with, with with Betfair and Paddy Power about John Bond.
1: Yeah, it's it's taken me a while to to come around to the the, the fact that John Bond is, is a, a you know a, a top class horse over two miles. We always thought that perhaps you know with Fabiola around, he might have to stretch out to two and a half, but. Since he got beat by Al like Cheltenham, I think he's improved immeasurably when he won at Aintree last year. Uh, and then yeah, he rounded off his season at Sandown. Uh, and, and and in the, the Chalur chase the other day, at, at, back at Cheltenham, he was absolutely electric, wasn't he? Mm. He couldn't wait for the next fence. He was like pricking his ears. He was attacking his obstacles, running with loads of verve and enthusiasm. Um, they can ride him chilly in behind the pace. If nothing wants to make the run, in, he can go off in front of himself. He's just uncomplicated. He's just a very, very high-class, fast two-miler. Uh, two, two um, I think he'll probably take a lead behind about head upstairs Zabo here. He doesn't he necessarily need to lead. I think it, it'll just be a question of whether Nico de Boinville can sort of um, negotiate the obstacles. That that should be as simple as that. But there is a fight on for second, and I think that match between Edward Stone and Boo Hill to fill in that space might well go to, to Harry Fryshaws, because... Well, Edward Stone is perhaps not improving anymore. I still think there's a bit more mileage left in Boot Hill. Um, he, he was a bit fortuitous to the win the other day when St. 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 Horse I put up fell out the last of Ascot. But you know, we've still proven that he's he's you know, he's edging edging towards top class in his own right. And don't forget he chased down John Bond here last season when he when he, when he met him. So he's chased on Nicky Henderson's horse before. Um, and I think he's improved in the interim, so he might well do again. So without the favourite again, that's the only thing I really put up as a value alternative to the obvious it is to put up Boothill Hill uh, without the fav.
0: Boot Hill five to two. That's William Hill. They're already going to market out for uh, with the without John market. And Boothill five to two. Edward Sain is five five to four in that market. Um final race on the card at Sandown before we pop over to uh, Aintree and Fontaine-Cologne is the three-to-one favourite in the uh, handicap chase over three and a half miles. Uh, Beauport uh, sorry, Beauport and Fontaine-Cologne are, are joint three-to-one favourites. Broken Halo, eight-to-one. Certainly Red, eight-to-one. Trucker's Lodge 10-to-one. Cyclop, 11-to-one. Fortescue, 12-to-one. Uh, 18-to-one. Bardos, Andy?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you took away the tide, you'd almost swear blind that this was one of those veterans' chases. Uh, a, lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these have been around... Um, for quite a while, but then you look at Bowpoint, you think, Well, he's only seven, even mm-hmm. though that beggars belief. He he seems to have been going for quite a bit. Um, yeah, three to one's plenty skin enough for him. F- Fontaine Colon's had a wind operation since we last saw him, he's got a very good record fresh. I think he was due to run at Haydock last week, his, his ultimate target, uh, first time out, but uh, that meeting didn't survive, so he's coming here instead. Um, anything Venetia runs in a staying chase you'd you'd certainly respect him of of, of late you know, any of her her runners of late sorry, Uh, but I do think certainly Red um, is is worthy of a mention, Um, he was a massive improver for Lydia Richards last season uh, winning, I think he won three off the reel um, and he had a nice little pipe opening the other day um, in a a decent race at Wincanton, uh, the um, what do they call it, the Badger Beer Mm. I think the key to him is is is, um, you know, softest ground, which he's got. Um, so I thought eight to one for him is not a bad price. At so a track where he's gone well before, he's an out and out copper bottom stayer. Um, he'll just keep galloping. And yeah, if I was going to offer something up, whether I would back him or not at this stage, I don't know. But putting something up at, um, on, on a Thursday when, I, when I've just got the, the, the sort of like prices in front of me, and mm. um, I, I think there'd be worse bets than him in the race.
0: Yeah, eight to one, pretty much across the board there. Uh, over to Wayne G, and the 12:55 is the first race we can look at here, uh, which is the Listed Mares Chase. Uh, we'll just do. I think there's the four races on the card. We've got prices for Zambella is the uh, 11 to eight favourite, had a Pink Legend at six to four. Um, bit of a match bet here um, with five runners. Burrows Diamond uh, is 10 to one. Uh, La Renna Me is 14s alongside Sacaca, also 14 to one. Um, but yeah, Zambella marginal favourite here, Andy. Do you agree with that?
1: I do, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that she has got a good record fresh. Um, she's brilliant in these like mare's ra- chase races where the big guns don't turn up, i.e. she's not in the Grade 2 or Grade 1 company, but at, at listed level, um, she's 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 fairly unbeatable. And, and the Yard have just absolutely flying at moment. I'm not saying Venetia's aren't, so if you've got pink legend on your side, and many have, you have got that, obviously, in your favour. But Zambella's one round of track as well. Um, you have to go back. I think two. I think she won this race two years ago. Then um, she ran in it last year. So um, this has clearly been a, a well t- thought-out plan. Um, so yeah, it, it does look um, between the two as you say, uh, and I, I would go with Zambella on this occasion for the for all the reasons I've outlined.
0: Onto the 205 now, which is the Beecher handicap chase, uh, where Ashtown Ladd is the four to one favourite head of percussion at six to one. The big breakaway, eight to one. Celebre Dalen is ten to one. Highland Hunter, the one that's being backed, uh, but still eleven to one. But I see a sea of blue on, on the odds checker grids. Uh, Cocoa Coco Beach, 12 to 1, 14 to 1 bar. Andy.
1: Yeah, we cast our mind back 12 months ago, and Ashdown Ladd was beating uh, percussion. Uh, and lo and behold, both the two horses are taking each other on again. But I think the roles will be reversed this time. I think percussion might just come out on top. Largely due to the fact that he um, he ran really eye catchingly well here over the two-mile-five beyond Jessica here last time, um, which struck, struck me as being a little bit of a, a pipe opener. But the key to him more predominantly is the ground. Last year, it was good to soft. I think it is going to be soft, straight, heavy, maybe on Saturday, looking at the rain that we've had around here. I think um, Liverpool area have had quite a bit of it in the last 24 stroke 48 hours. And that'll definitely suit Laura Mongan's horse better. Well, he's only got 10 stone two here as well. So, and I'm not normally a some measures man, but even I would freely admit that carrying sort of just over 10 stone on heavy ground is certainly going to help. And he looks as though he's had his preparations teed up, uh, especially for this. So, um, yeah, no hesitation putting percussion forward at six to one. I think it's a really good each way bet.
0: Andy banging the percussion drum Uh, six to one is there with William Hill, who are also five places. So it makes the each way bet even tastier.
1: Um,
0: Two more two more races we can look at. We'll do the um, juvenile hurdle first, which I guess could be interesting from a time figures stance uh, with a couple of these only having one or two races under their belt. But not the case for Max of Stars, the uh, favorite here. For Oli Piers, uh, is the three to one favourite. Uh, Liari is a seven to two. Lefover also seven to two. Eagle Prince ten to one. Latin Verse twelve to one. Palio fourteen to one. Sixteen to one. but Andy, which of these catches the eye and, and looks good on the clock?
1: Yeah, I mean Max Stars is probably the the, the clock horse, but he's in all fairness to him, he's you know he is a bit of a summer jumping type. That's kind of like mm. getting away with it and. and you know, he, he bumped into a good mare last week um, of Gordon Elliott who so came over and, and, and yeah, Max and Stars had been kind of like had his limitations exposed last week. So whether he'd want to have another hard race after a hard race last week is open to question. The ground would be a concern for him. Whereas it shouldn't be a concern for Leari, who very much heads my pecking order of those in behind Max and Stars based on the numbers. He didn't do a flash time at Wincanton, but there was lots of like the way he, he got the job done. He travelled nicely, jumped well, he stayed on well. You got the better of the horse of Jane Williams. Is the pair pulled well clear? I just liked his attitude, and I think that's going to be what it'll ball down to over the weekend. Yes, you have to have plenty of ability, but you've got to want to win as well. And um, having sort of slogged his way through uh, pretty testing ground at Wincanton, I'd fancy him to do so again um, at Aintree on Saturday. And of course, he comes from the French provinces as well, and they're used to racing on bad, sloppy ground. So mm. he'd have plenty in his favour there at Liari in that two-four-two.
0: Liari, the one catch Candy's eye, <clears throat> seven to two best price. That's with most firms up on. i Skyback going four places as well. If you want the extra place, and finally Andy, the three fifteen is the um, handicap hurdle over two and a half miles. Uh, Son- Sonny Gino is the ninety-two favourite. head of basher's reflection at five to one. Vicky Vale eleven to two. Benson eight to one. Uh, Home St. George ten to one. Fourteen to one chance at Sixteen to one bar those yeah
1: I think we've got the right favourite here. son and Gina ran a Herculean race didn't he, in the in the Greatwood? He, he was the only horse that actually showed up prominently um, in the final analysis. having race wide, normally the the outside of the track of that penny power meeting is the place to be. It certainly has been over the last four or five years, but the inside track last last uh the last meeting was was very much the place to be. And the first three all went around the inside, including the uh, winner, uh, Iberico Lord. And Son and Gino, as I said, came out best of those at race-wide. So I think you've got to give him extra credit for that. Um, the general consensus as well was that stepping up in triple will definitely suit him. So stepping him up to two and a half miles here seems the right thing to do. So I, I probably wouldn't disagree with the market there, to be perfectly honest. Um, of the others, um, um, the horse that won at Wincanton, uh, sorry, not Wincanton, went to me the other day, Bash's Reflection. I like the way he's going. The key to him, he's got a really good cruising speed. And I like horses that travel really well on soft or heavy ground because it gives them a chance to get down to the business end mm-hmm. without expending too much energy. So he would be the other one that I'd, I'd, I'd speak favourably favorably of here. You know, I, I do think Sonogino's got a touch of class that the others haven't. I don't think, put it this way, I don't think any of those would have finished fourth in the Greatwood. Um, I think most people have come to that conclusion. So he, he looks the right one in that, in that final race.
0: Sodogino, nine to two. That is standout best price of William Hill The short as 130 elsewhere. Thank you very much, Andy, as ever, for taking the time to talk us through your thoughts ahead of the weekend's racing. Hopefully it all goes ahead. Hopefully Constitution Hill stays in as well and we can see the next chapter in what is turning out to be an incredible career so far. That's Constitution Hill, not you, Andy, but I mean the same <laughs> by you two. <laughs> my,
1: my career's going down like that and is going up like that. Absolutely so, yeah. not.
0: <laughs> um we're back again uh, next week so keep your eyes peeled uh for that make sure you subscribe to the odds checker youtube channel where you can find all odds checker betting shows and racing weekly up there as well as well as plenty more preview content over the course of the jumps season uh, make sure you download the odds checker app so you can see the best prices bookie offers free bets place terms and andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing enjoy the racing this weekend and please do ins- ensure that you are gambling responsibly